Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run.Down postgame show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this the day after the Strickland Podcast Network, I'm Sam. I'm joined by Luca. We will be joined probably shortly by Khan. Um, Knicks win versus the Sixers, 110 to 96 in their first game back from the All-Star break. It was a roller coaster of a game, but before we get into all of that, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting. <clears throat> contest and all the best player props experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices head to the bet online app today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online the game starts here and we also have a new ad read whoa we've got a great new sponsor i love betting my friends love betting on any on them on anything sports games who's fast that's what cut allows me to do the cut app is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's legal in 40 plus states cut has customizable odds tracking capabilities and an entire social network with group chats user profiles and rewards all payments no need for venmo Use our promo code Believe Nicks. That's B L E A V, all caps, and then the word Nicks <clears throat> for a ten percent welcome deposit bonus. Don't forget that promo code. Cut. Put your money where your mouth is. All right, fellas. We had ourselves a very interesting, and I say that very loosely, um, interesting game tonight from the Knicks um three guys with double doubles tonight um so there was that um we also had our bogdanovich welcome to the knicks moment game as well um but this game probably will get overshadowed by two things um the egregious refereeing that continues to be a problem not only amongst knicks games but amongst the league as a whole um it's kind of ridiculous how bad the refereeing has gotten over the course of the year um, we'll get into that too. Uh, also, a bunch of uh, the lead getting cut down a bunch of times. I feel like that is also a story of this game. Um, what we managed to pull through this time, um, it wasn't as dicey as the Memphis game got because that was one game that definitely got really dicey when the lead got cut down. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm, I think we, we can start off with the guy who got the press, um, who got the interview at the end of the game, Precious Achua, um, Breen, and. Um, and Wally, they were talking to him after the game, um, and rightfully so. He is just co- completely um, transformed into a new basketball player under the Knicks. I mean, um, our very own Zach Bladder tweeted out um, during the game. He doesn't know what Toronto was doing with with um, with Precious, and and same could be said with Miami. And, and sometimes it takes a while for certain players to to find their niche in um, in the league. I saw in the quotes that some Raptors fans were saying that. Um, his time on the Raptors, like he didn't really have a defined role. Um, and you can kind of see that on the Knicks, he definitely does have a defined role. He is like the guy who is going to get the garbage buckets. He is going to be, you know, a screener. He is going to get offensive rebounds. Like that is his role. That is like 
prototypically what most Knicks bigs roles are. And it was good to see him kind of step out and hit a couple threes today too. I mean, good to see him try to space the floor. We know that's something that's sort of in his repertoire, but hasn't been something that's been fully fleshed out. So that was good to see as well. Um, And, you know, two steals and a block as well tonight. So, you know, just continuing to be effective defensively. Um, Can't see and can't say anything more about Precious. He's just been absolutely everything that we've wanted to him to be and and more somehow so shout out to him yeah i mean he's just been incredibly impressive and like you said tibbs putting him tibbs is so good at making guys roles simple and i think that's a reason so many bigs thrive under him is because he just defines the role he's like okay rebound for me make good rotations play defense at the rim without fouling that's basically it and be a good role man and all the bigs that we have and have acquired recently have been um but precious i mean it's not to take away any credit of his own or of the work that he's put in because he's looking elite defensively and as an offensive rebounder and i just think the culmination of him being um physically imposing like he is like he's not really tall but he has incredibly long limbs and he is just really good grabbing boards and around the rim and just yeah credit to him for playing so well over this recent stretch we really need it it's kind of insane to think that eric spolster had this guy and tibbs is getting way more out of him than eric spolster ever did yeah that's the most crazy thing to me um and like you said like all credit goes to precious too for adopting this role because he wasn't playing nearly this physical with Toronto, with Miami, right? And he's also a free agent, man. Like he's he wants to get paid, and he's and he should be getting a pretty good contract based on how he's been playing with us. Um, you know, it maybe it factors into the decisions we make at the center position this offseason. Like we'll see, but um, it's legitimately something to think about with with how he's how he's played. I, I think, um, but. You know, I'm not saying I would make any move, um, so like any specific move, but I'm saying like, you know, that has to be going into people's calculus when looking at this roster going forward. Yeah. And it's a credit to the front office for for identifying a, a player that they, they saw something in and, 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 and making it work once they got him here. Um, you know, this front office has taken some shit from some portions of portions of the fan base um unfortunately um but i feel like they have you know they have done well for what they have like they have they've made it an effort to get certain players and they've made the most of their opportunities here um and yeah like you said someone like um dibs getting the most out of precious when eric spolster couldn't is wild because Spolster is like known as the guy getting like the absolute most out of players. Um, and we see that almost every postseason with these random guys that end up going off. Um, you know, now you're seeing with the Knicks. Um, another thing that I noticed that um that, that um Raptors fans had been, were, were saying in response to Zach's tweet er, earlier too is um is the spacing here in New York is better for him too. Yeah. Like you're seeing like when even like you're seeing with someone like Brunson, when Brunson's getting trapped, like now you have Bogdanovich in a corner you have either Burks or Dante in a corner these guys are just snipers and then when you think about someone that like OG who's going to be in the mix 
who's going to be able to knock down threes in the corner and stuff like that. It's just like this type of spacing allows for the bigs to, you know, have a much more defined role, a better role. Cause like when you think about the spacing that he had in Toronto, it was like him and like what Pascal that last year, it was like him, Pascal, Scotty, like these guys, Boucher, like these guys, these guys aren't like, they're not spacing the floor. (laughs) So it's like, you know, you see this stuff and it's like, you see now why he's, he's thriving that it's much more like, even with the point guard play too, like, you know, someone like Jalen Brunson is miles better than anybody that he precious has played with in, in Toronto. Like the best player that he played, I mean, the best point guard was what Fred Van Vliet. And like, what is that compared to what Jalen Brunson's providing, especially from a gravity standpoint as well? Like you're seeing the gravity of Brunson, and I know that's a, a word that Warriors fans love to use um, with their beloved golden boy. Um, but you're seeing you're seeing it now with Brunson. Like you you saw it tonight on full display, like guys like Bogdanovich, like Dante, they're just and even Josh Hart finally hitting some threes tonight. Shout out to him. And we'll talk about him in a bit. It's really good. Tonight. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're seeing like what that gravity. Like what it looks like, and it's amazing to see. And kind of just to segue a little bit. Um, you mentioned the shooters getting to play off the gravity. That's huge because at least coming into um, his second tenure in New York, Burke has been a really good shooter with Detroit. I think he's he's probably below 40% from the field now, but I know he was shooting 40% from three in Detroit. Bogdanovich is like, he's ridiculously efficient scoring the ball. I think he has a 57 effective field goal percentage, which is like upper third of the league. Um and these guys just playing off of the gravity that Dante um, is getting now with how well he's been shooting. And then once we get Julius back, like you can put Jalen and Julius out there with three more shooters. You can put Jalen out there with four shooters if you wanted to. Um, I don't know if Tibbs will do it, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of options. And it's not a bad thing to have the amount of shooters we do. Is that is that lineup for you, including Randall at the five or what? Yeah, either Randall or OG at the five. I think OG probably. It really depends matchups. Um, all right, I, I was just trying to see if you're calling Precious a shooter. That's all. No, that would be funny though. He's not <laughs> shooting enough for me to say that. Um, but it would probably be like Jalen, uh, Bogey, Jalen, Dante, Bogey, OG, Julius, something like that. Yeah, because I think on low enough volume, Julius is at least in a couple games before he got hurt, he'd been shooting three pointer better. Mm-hmm. And speaking of three pointers uh, being shot better, like Josh Hart's form looked better to me today. Like clearly, it was a lot smoother. Um, yeah. That hitch on his way up wasn't there, and hopefully that's something he just addressed. Because he said on the roommate show, right, he was talking about how his shot is broke right now, and I was like. Bro, I don't know if it's just right now, dog. Like, <laughs> especially when, yeah. I saw you in the playoffs last year, bro. I don't know. I'm um, glad he has the awareness, though. What happened? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Peak self awareness. Shout out Josh. Yeah. Peak self awareness yeah. all the time. That's great to have as a basketball player, especially if you're going to be playing in a city like New York. Um, but yeah, um, let, let's talk about Josh Hart. I mean, he was great tonight. Um, great segue. Um, 18 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, one block. Um, 
two of five from three. So he took threes and he made them. So shout out to him for actually making threes tonight. Um, hopefully this is something that continues for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, we saw last year for the like towards the latter half of the year until we got to the playoffs. Like he was shooting the ball really well. So hopefully this is something that, you know, happens again this year. Maybe we can carry it off, carry it over into the playoffs. But it is good to see him take and make threes. The decision making looked better today. Yeah. Um, still don't like him playing 44 minutes. Um, I didn't think it was all that necessary to expend him that much, especially when we know about his knee condition as well. Like this is someone that you're going to, we know Thibs is going to rely on him in the playoffs heavily because um, we saw it last year. Um, and we saw it before like the, the um, OG and Randall um, got hurt. Like he was still someone that he was heavily relying on in certain lineups, especially the close games. So, you know, this is someone that you're going to use a lot. You, you, you might want to preserve him. Like, and I feel like tonight was one of, I mean, tonight was one of those nights that you kind of did need him to play a lot more. Yeah. Um, just because Burks kind of didn't give you much after that first stint that he had on the court. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought Josh Hart played a great game tonight from him. And, you know, he's someone that we've given him a lot of shit on the show, rightfully so, I think, because he just hasn't been consistent. Um, he's been a constant roller coaster, but, you know, hopefully this is the start of, you know, the latter half of the year being much better for him. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was phenomenal tonight. Like when we needed him to make the Josh Hart plays, he did. Like, I, I don't know. He didn't really have any like noticeable backbreaking rebounds or anything. But it's like when you felt like we needed to stop or a secure possession, he kind of just appeared and made the play, um, which is good to see from him because, like you were saying, Sam, the first half of the year was kind of a roller coaster from him impact-wise. Um, and, I mean, he can just raise his impact by just shooting the ball and creating more spacing because he's not, like, god-awful off the bounce. If he gets a flyby, he has pretty good vision um, for a player of his archetype and – he has pretty good chemistry with the bigs. So, yeah, just keep playing like this and keep shooting threes, please. If Even if you're not going to hit him, it's just important for him to be taking those shots. Yeah. You know, you don't, I don't love seeing him play 44 minutes, but, like, when you're kind of known as, like, that dude who cares about winning, makes all the hustle plays and, you know, stuff like that, like, if there's somebody who – I'm not going to feel bad when called upon. Like, it's going to be you, bro, honestly. Like, that's just kind of what you're that's – your, that's your rep. Like, you know, you are the guy who is going to get his nose dirty, going to, you know, put the elbow grease working and, like, makes you just go around. So, 44 minutes for heart. I mean, we all know when – hopefully, I should say, uh, when Randall, OG, everybody comes back, that Tibbs won't be playing him 44 minutes. But, you know, it's also mm-hmm. Tibbs. You never know. He does have like a, his favorites. He does have that mic up moment. I'm ready to play the yeah. entire game if you want me to. Maybe you shouldn't yeah. have said that. Oh, and Tibbs took it very literally too. You know, yeah. Fact. Yep. But I mean, there's not there's just not much for me to say, man. Like the only thing that I ever have, you know, to commentate on about his game is like shoot the open three pointer. Like if you go to the basket and you, and you miss, I don't really care if. You know, for one day, like, the tips aren't going his way on the boards. Like, I don't care, bro. Like, I know who you are as a player. Just shoot the ball when you're open. And that's that just makes everything so much smoother for everybody in this offense. So, um, yeah, that's all I got to say on heart. It's just really easy, simple for me. Yeah. I mean, it's not like 
you were saying he doesn't really have to do a ton to be crazy impactful. It's kind of like the less he does, the more impactful he is. If he just isolates. Yeah, I feel like, like, I don't think he understands. Or I think he does understand, but like maybe just game to game, he kind of like wants to put more on his plate, I guess. Um, but if if he just plays a Josh Hart game every time, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's fantastic, bro. Like you did exactly what we needed you to do. You're not yeah. like even close to being one of the best shoots on this team. Um, so when they're open, like, you know, you gotta make him respect you. Um, and the board stuff is always gonna be there. Like he's even with this knee condition on 44 minutes, like he's jumping out the gym. Um, he was grabbing boards over like Cali Ubre, who's more athletic than him and taller than him. And I was like, You're yeah. a fucking lunatic. Um, so yeah, I just respect the shit out of what he does, but just like shoot the three ball, please. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I don't know if him putting more on his plate is a him thing or a Tibbs thing. Cause we do kind of still lack creation right now. Um mm-hmm. and especially as Bogey and Burks are getting integrated into the offense. Tibbs might be like, hey, Josh, you've been here a while. You know the system. Try and take, sure. o- or take over a little bit of playmaking while these guys get to know the ins and outs. Can we talk about Burks a little? I don't know if that's coming up, that's Sam. subject. Not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could definitely talk about Burks. Um, <laughs> I, I did want to stick with some positives before we did get to Let's talk about Jalen first. <laughs> into some negatives. Okay. Um, okay. So... We'll save Burks for in a couple minutes. Uh, make sure you guys leave in some comments so that way we can, you know, address any comments that you guys have. I know this game was kind of annoying. Um, we also got super chats available if you are looking to support the stream and the site. So that's also appreciated as well. Um, we'll get to some comments in a few, so definitely leave those. Um, but yeah, let's talk about. Um, Do you want to talk about Jalen or the refs being god awful again? I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. They do. He's he's the guy that's getting screwed the most on these plays. Like he is the guy that seeks the most contact. He's the guy that garners the most contact because of the way he just his play style. Like today, he didn't have the three going over four. Not anything going. So like he tried to get into the paint, and like a lot of his misses were fouls. Like I think that's why his shooting percentage looks so bad. Like twenty seven percent from Jalen Brunson is not the norm like even on a bad shooting night from him it's not this bad yeah. so like a lot of the f- missed shots tonight were fat were missed foul calls like he just didn't get foul calls and it was ridiculous to see especially after the atrocity that was the end of the houston game that we have protested that we still have no word about um probably won't get it because the league has stupid language in their in their rules um which makes no sense. But um, yeah, I, th- I feel like, you know, he, a lot of his shots tonight were just like bad, were just missed shots that like didn't get foul calls. And then I, I will say the turnovers, yeah, that's something that was definitely his fault. Like he just was not taking care of the ball as well as we know him to. Um, so that's something that hopefully gets, you know, brushed up over these next couple games as you know, he's getting back into rhythm. Um, you know, he had the All-Star break. He was very busy during the All-Star break, too. Um, you know, had a lot of these podcast appearances. Um, gave us a lot of great information, especially um, shout out his All the Smoke interview um, with Matt Barnes, Stephen, Stephen Jackson, where he gave some insight on the um, the Mavericks negotiations. Yeah, that was a cool one. Um, so shout out, shout out Mark Cuban. 
You know, you will be at the parade. You <laughs> will be at statue, the parade. Maybe. Him and Troy Weaver will be at the parade this summer. <laughs> um, shout out to those two. They helped build this next dynasty that we yeah. are in the midst of. Um, are we inviting uh, Masai? Yes, we're inviting Masai yeah, Masai, as well. Masai gets an honorary <laughs> invite. Masai, Troy Weaver, um, Mark Cuban. Shout out to all of them. They are <laughs> Knicks legends for helping construct this team. Um, but now, nah, like Jalen Brunson, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not too worried about tonight. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad he didn't let the refs get too much into him because, like, some we've seen some games where like he lets the refs really get to him, and like it becomes like this game where he's like seeking fouls, um, way too much. He's complaining way too much. Um, not to sound like Wally and 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 and, and Breen, who two police captains over there complaining every time the players have an actual gripe with the calls. It's, it's actually so disgusting, man. It's, it's so, mad. so bad. It's so bad. Like they're like, oh, I'm tired of the players just constantly complaining to the refs. I, I just feel so bad for the officials. You know, they're doing their best out there. It's like, okay, Officer Breen, and Captain Wally. Even if they're right, dude, it's like no one wants to hear that shit. Say <laughs> that shit for right? TV, bro. No one, bro. <laughs> like you are especially not Knicks on, fans. Like we don't want to hear this. Please, please. We're gonna sound so annoying complaining about Jalen's whistle when he shot eleven free throws. I mean, you know, it was still absurd, though. Like they were allowed to get away with so much contact on him. And they were free throws didn't come off of shooting fouls. Like he got, I think he went to the line twice for four shots off of uh, when we were in the bonus. Yeah, he had a couple bonus shots. He took a couple texts as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think so. Then probably three out of those six trips weren't even from shooting fouls. I mean, going to the line four times for how much he was getting hit is just stupid. Yeah, especially with the way they were calling it on the Sixers end. <laughs> Maxi yeah. getting every call, Ubre getting every call. Bro, honestly, like I don't hate Maxi at all. Like I actually think Maxi is like a really fun player. He's really him. good. I just his whistle. He's not. He's not annoying like most players are when they play the Knicks. Yeah, his whistle's kind of gross though. Maybe it was just tonight, and he's not usually officiated that way. But I don't know. I'll just say that I hope Maxi ends up having a better career than Tyrese Halliburton. That's all. <laughs> Could happen. Tyrese over Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of Tyrese Maxey, um, I had tweeted out actually during the game when Tyrese Maxey was gonna going crazy. I tweeted out, "Why not toss Deuce on Maxey?" That's yeah. I've and then, that up. and what you call it? Dibs put Deuce in the game. Like Dibs listened. He put Deuce in the game. And I don't remember seeing much of Maxi after Deuce was in the game. I can actually check. Maxi in the fourth quarter had zero points, two boards, two assists on 0-4 from the field and two turnovers. And I wonder how much of that. I don't know if official oh, tracking information gonna, is out on that. With I'm going to check what if Deuce, when Deuce was on him. But like when Deuce came into the game, like he affected the game defensively. Like these are the these are the type of adjustments that I want to see from Dibs. Like, like especially come playoff time. Like if a guard is like giving us issues, 
if you got Deuce out there, throw Deuce on the guard. Like, cause like quicker guards are gonna give guys like DiVincenzo and um and heart issues sometimes. Cause those guys, they're like stockier guys. So like it's harder to keep up with a fast guard like Maxi. Throwing someone like Deuce on him is gonna bother Maxi and it's gonna bother a lot of quick guards. So like if we're in a matchup and like it calls for that adjustment, that's the type of stuff I want to see from Thibs, where he like calls on Deuce, Deuce comes in, does his job, and we take care of business to close the game. Cause Deuce, what he does now, he comes in, he plays good defense, and he's gonna hit some threes. Like you know that's what you're gonna get from him at the at the very least. Specifically, like if we were to match up with Indiana, that's like the most glaring matchup to me where that kind of yeah. um deuce like minute matching with Halliburton in, in a way um would, would be really important but with unless it's like maybe Cleveland in the second round with Donovan Mitchell or something um because remember what he did with Mitchell last year he, he had really good reps on Mitchell yeah yeah Loki yeah so that's like the only two real like first second round matchups that I think like would really matter against Boston like there's not, there's not really anybody who you worry about like that. I mean, they're all wings. Except exactly. It's not like Derek White's going to be like taking everybody off the dribble or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's the type mm-hmm. of adjustments you want to see. And like Khan brings up, those those are two great matchups for what you call it. Um, playoffs. For the playoffs that um, I think um, Deuce would definitely come in handy. Um, I think that's what kind of hurt us in that last Indiana game that we played against them that like Thibs wasn't he didn't want to put Deuce on 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 Halliburton like I forgot who was guarding Halliburton for like the later portions of that game whenever Halliburton started to go off but like I remember early in the game or at least like like late first quarter early second quarter Deuce got like a couple stops on Halliburton and he got Halliburton kind of pissed because like you know he was wondering where the calls were, but like Halliburton was just—I mean, Deuce was just playing really good defense. So you know, this is this, this type of just adjustments I want to see from Thibs. It's good to see him do it tonight. We'll see what happens when the team is at full strength and come playoff time. Because you know, when come playoff time, his brain kind of just reverts to like this, like very simple, auto automatic CPU subbed based like method. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I'm not. I think Deuce is so important to this. Um, rotation even post trade, we can't really afford to completely take him out of the rotation when everyone's healthy. Like he's just way too important defensively. Um, and it was so obvious once he came into the game how much we're lacking in point of attack defense without OG. Because even with like Josh being a solid defender and Dante is a good defender, and we have a lot of good interior defense, guys get into the paint so easily. And we have good rim deterrence, but that's the highest percentage shot you can take. And we need guys who are going to not allow the easiest shot in the game. Yeah. This is off topic, but Luka's averaging 34 a game. That's ridiculous. I just saw that. Like, like, during the season? I think so. I just Unless I read that wrong. Um, But, yeah, I wanted to say if the decision comes down to Burks and Deuce for the for the last rotation spot in the playoffs. Fucking, it's got to be Deuce. Put put Burks in a spaceship and launch it to fucking. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not even saying he's like bad or nothing. Just like that guy should not be playing over Deuce McBride. Like it's 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 not yeah. not a rational take to say he should be playing over Deuce. 
I wish we didn't have to make it a one or the other thing because Tibbs is the coach, though. Like, it should, quite honestly, it should probably be situational. If Deuce doesn't, if Burst doesn't have it, then put Deuce in the game because it's not like the um, playmaking or initiation drop off is anything insane. And Deuce has been shooting the, he's been shooting the lights out since the OG trade. And did he's you guys, just like, did you guys see that uh that Fred Katz quote on like Deuce like made sure to tuck that elbow in on a lot more jumpers uh this season and it's like you know yeah. why he's had that huge uh, uptick in percentage from three. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, they shout out to High Hand Theory. Jeff and X are doing awesome work over there. Yeah. They just had Katz on the pod and he was talking about how coming into the season. Um, Tibbs felt really good with how Deuce was looking in practice. And like you were saying, with the elbow tuck and that change in his jumper. Um, and we're really seeing it pay off, man. Like, shout out to Deuce and shout out to whoever in the coaching staff saw that in his jumper because it just turned him into a completely different player. Yeah, You just got to keep up the aggression, man. Just keep going to the hoop. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, so, do we want to talk about Burks more? I think we talked about Burks as much as we wanted to. I mean, I think we all agree that, you know, he has to be situational um, going forward, or at least he should be, because, like, Deuce gives you so much more, at least, versatility defensively than than Burks is. And I just don't like what Dibs is doing in terms of, like, forcing Burks to kind of be point guard even when Deuce is out there. Like you saw that in the first half a little bit. And it just it just gave like very nasty vibes of 20 that year, 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just want to get those all out of my head. And Bibbs just keeps trying to like give us all PTSD with it. Um which I'm not appreciating. Um but yeah um we did talk about Bogdanovich who like kind of like went like vintage Steve Novak mode today. <laughs> like six threes, just all three. lighting, just like all from the corners, just like absolutely spraying it. No jump, um, no dip in the jumper, just straight cash. Yeah. And like, you know, he gave us a little bit of some post work too. got to the, got to the cup. He, he was doing it all. He, he's like, I, I keep saying he's like Novak with some sauce. Like, cause like, you know, Novak couldn't do no post-ups. He couldn't do like no playmaking. Like those oh, are the kind of things awesome. you get with with Bogdanovich, and like you get the the Novak, the signature white boys spot up shooting, you know, automatic type shit. Like that's the type of stuff that Knicks I felt are lacking. Like they had Dante, but like you know, Dante was like Dante is not the words of Tyrese. Dante is not white. Da- Dante is not white. Exactly. Dante is not white. Like he's not like a classic like white guy spot up shooter. Like you know the Novaks and the, the bogeys are. So we kind of needed that kind of spice to the team. He, he brings that, he brings that, yeah, ironic white guy spice, right? Yeah. But he brings that kind of flair to the team that, you know, we, we, we've, we've, we've lacked. And, you know, he just brings that versatility that we, we can have more lineups, more versatile lineups out there. Um, Hopefully Thibs is more willing to try those versatile lineups. We'll, we'll see, but Yeah. I mean, we we kind of saw it today with um, what you call it um, it was like precious at the five and like four guards basically, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jalen, are we counting Hart? 
Because I think is it was Jalen Dante. Hart is like oh, sort of like a guard. Yeah, oh, I guess you can kind of count him as that. But like, yeah, we kind of saw some versatile lineups. And, you know, we always said like Thibs is a little bit forced to do these kind of things when he's shorthanded. And seeing as we're going to be shorthanded for the greater part of the rest of the year, I mean, we've heard OG's comments. We've heard Randall's comments. And I guess we can talk about those um, as as we get into comments as well. Um, but yeah, um, we're, we're going to see Thibs be forced to do a lot more of these things where he's playing like pressures at the five, especially with Hartenstein on this minutes limit, it seems like. Um, and, you know, a bunch of guards out there with him. And this, this, hopefully this is eye-opening for Thibs himself to see like what he can do in the playoffs. Like even if we are at full strength, like these are the type of things that he can try um, yeah. to, you know, because teams are going to try to run zone, you know, teams are going to do all these different, try different looks at us. Dibs has to be willing to try these different looks that he's trying right now. I'd love for a team to run zone against us with all these shooters if we're healthy. Oh hell yeah! I I know I know the shooting's better this year, but like, if this guy wouldn't go small with <laughs> quick at the two, and then obviously you know Obi Toppin is very much different from OG and Obi, but like he had all that time last year to go small. And he never did it, right? We could have ran, um, even like if you didn't want uh, Ob out there, you could have went Brunson, IQ, Hart, RJ, Randall. And granted, that shooting is definitely not as good as the shooting in this lineup. But I don't have any faith in him to go small. And I think the bigger thing on top of that is I don't think we need to go small anymore to beat zone. That That's the bigger thing. Um, Fair. So... So to me, going small is kind of like a new point because I don't think it happens. And two, I don't think it's necessary anymore. I think we match up anyway, regardless. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also think is going small, like for Tibbs, putting bogey at the four, because he should 100% be allowed. He should feel comfortable playing bogey at the four. I think he'll probably only do that like when he has Mitch back. That's so. Oh, I That's so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, you cannot limit that guy to playing 12 to 15 minutes at the three. He's way too good for that. And he'll just help his team way too much. I mean, you see how Jalen operates with elite shooters around him compared to having, like, just Deuce and Hart and Dante out there. It's a world of difference. And as these guys get more integrated and more comfortable in the offense and we we start getting some guys back, it'll look even better. And forget, like, just having another shooter like bogey running a pick and roll is different than like Devo running a pick and roll, even though Devo has been great. Like, you know, he's still not the guy. Like I still want bogey handling the ball in a pick and roll over him. Um, love deuce. Deuce is not anywhere near, you know, pick and roll ball handler as, as bogey. Same goes for, you know, down the line heart, even, even like OG as a ball handler, pick and roll. I'd rather have bogey than OG. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Um, that's just to me. I'm really looking forward to a lineup of like Brunson. Uh, I don't know if I, if I put Dante there at the two, but hypothetically, like for the for the defense, probably I'm going like Brunson, then OG with their guarding guarding the ball, um, and Bogey, Randall, Hartenstein. I want to see that. I want to see that five so bad. That'll be kind of gross. Like, there's so much skill on there. Like, the only guy who's under six, eight, 
really, because I don't think OG's really six seven. I think he's like no, six, that is an enormous human being. Yeah. Um, the only guy who's under like six eight, six nine, whatever, is Brunson, and he's your one. So yeah, everybody there is also pretty huge, like in terms of just size. So <laughs> all right, relax. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let you get away with that one. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to go forward or? Because I was just real quick to mm-hmm. your point, Con. This roster just has a ridiculous amount of versatility now. I mean, yeah. with the way Precious is playing, and even um, I was going to bring this up earlier when you said um, iHeart was on the minutes restriction, Sam. Jericho, I thought was really good tonight in his spot minutes that he played. I thought he was very good around the rim. He got a couple big boards for us, and even like having those guys be situational is big because there's not really any guy who I wouldn't trust to switch, not necessarily switch, I guess, but play out on the perimeter. Cause we've seen pressure has been able, he's able to do it. Hart's able to do it. OG's able to do it. I heart moves his feet. Well, Julius moves his feet. Well, you can just do so many things with this lineup. You can go three guards, three wings, two wings, two guards. You can go three wings. If you wanted to run small, like there's just so much potential for Tibbs, and I would re- I really hope he utilizes it. Yeah, I mean they got him all the pieces for his. They all got him all the tools for his tool belt. It's just yeah. like he has to be willing to use them. Um, um, yeah. Let's let's get into some comments. Um, and we'll talk about the comments from Julius and OG. Um, as we discuss, um. Jordan Bub, Precious Chua, his last five games, 15 points, 0.4 points per game, 12.8 rebounds per game, 2.6 assists per game, two blocks per game, 65% from the field, 50% from three. Hometown hero. Yeah, he's back home. Um, He's looking comfortable. So, yeah, shout out to him. He's playing really well and playing way beyond what anyone thought was possible for him. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about it, but he's just been – everything and more that we could have imagined like getting him as a throw-in and having his bird rights as well i think is also just a super underrated aspect of the trade because getting a having three or i guess four cheap reliable bigs on the roster is really good for roster flexibility and it's just really good for um for tibbs to have all those guys if he needs to deploy them What's the discourse going to be like if we turn Bogey, Precious, and Picks into like, well, Bogey, Precious, probably like, well, Hart, Mitch, Mitch might, Hart, I guess, maybe, um, into like that legit guy. Oh, that'd be, oh, that'd be fucking insane. Could you imagine <laughs> the scenes if we've turned like in reality, like Grimes, Fournier, a draft, a second round draft pick from 2018? <laughs> first into a superstar uh dude i don't know man like this this is probably less of like a like a knicks thing but I, other teams on the outside looking in at precious like you're telling me a team like i don't know we could go down the down the list with so many teams but like let's say the trailblazers like bro precious is probably going to be a better value on whatever contract he signs this offseason than that bullshit Aiton's on 
I don't even like, know what Aiden's on, to be honest. Aiden, Aiden's he's on, on like, a max. Yeah, he's like a four one twenty or something like that. Are you serious? Yeah. So like, uh, I think four one thirty three. That's one thirty three. That's ridiculous, dude. Like, Precious is gonna be a legit, legit asset at whatever number he gets, unless he gets some astronaut. But like, Mitch is at fifteen, so he's not clearing Mitch. He's Precious is gonna get like eleven, twelve a year at at most. He's gonna get like four for eleven a year. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and. Well, Precious, this is the first season where he's actually, like, putting it together. So, like, his numbers aren't going to be, like, that crazy. Like, like because, like, Mitch, even when Mitch got his contract, like, he was, like, still sort of injury prone. He never really, like, put everything together for a full season. Um, and we still got him at a value. So, like, what Precious is going to get is going to be even more of a, of a value contract. Like, I think what the, the Knicks just specialize at constantly getting value contracts. Um, and just maximizing the amount of like talent they can get out of these contracts. Um, Cause like they buy low on a lot of these guys and like they end up like maximizing them fully. Yeah. Like they bought low on precious. Yeah. And I think to your point, Sam, um, the Knicks should be willing to take that risk. Right. Cause you said this is kind of the first time precious is really showing something to be like a good rotational NBA player. I think you have to bet on his upside in extending him, especially considering you as bird rights. Like I know we have iHeart to pay and I know we have OG to pay, but we just, we basically just gave up like 50 mil in cap space with RJ and what we were going to have to pay quick. So there's not really any reason not to have to pay these guys or not to be able to. After this season, we are going to pass that, that apron. Right. It, with with the new CBA, we're going to yeah. pass that apron that that like the Celtics and all the other contenders are over. Mm-hmm. And once you pass that shit, there is. No benefit to not just spending and spending and spending. Like, I don't think after you pass the second apron, I don't think there's the third, fourth, fifth, et cetera, all that stuff. So like. When planning out this roster. If you pass it at any point whether it's because of like a Hartenstein extension, OG, you know, whatever the case may be, like there's nothing to stop you from just saying like, all right, fucking precious, write your number, you know, 448, 444, like whatever, we're cool with it because we got nothing to spend it on anyway. So just take the money. Like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's not crazy. Yeah. And just looking at it real quick, since you mentioned it, the only thing is we lose, um, going to the second apron is no MLE, which would be like, okay, whatever. We're just paying all our guys anyway. Um, And if we remain in the apron three out of five seasons, our first gets moved to the end of the first, which is like Leon's way too good of a GM for, to let that happen. Like he'll find contracts and do some scummy shit to get under the tax again. But yeah, like you were saying, there's no reason not to just re-sign all our guys. Because we're not in a position to do that anymore, right? Because, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago before Leon got here, if you would say, hey, a couple of these contributing roster guys have to be re-signed, what's the word? You wouldn't feel it necessary to because the team wasn't going anywhere. But this isn't really a core you break up. And all the guys we have on this team and under contract are either a key part of a championship team or contender at the very least, or a very good trade asset. And 
as it's very well documented, the Knicks have been fishing for that star for a while. So there's no really need to change anything up. Yeah. I mean, when you said that about Leon being too good of a GM to let us fall to the back of the first because of the apron, I was thinking to myself, like, we're probably assuming the team plays out the way we think it's going to play out. Like, we're probably, like, one of the bottom five picks in the first round anyway. Yeah. So at that point, that's a good like, point. All right. All right. Like, that's fine. <laughs> like, cool. Nobody's complaining about that, man. I've been waiting to watch the next be a contender for a long time. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. I'm, I'm 19. <laughs> and, and no, no, it, no, it's fine. It's still been a long time. Hell yeah. Um, and it's still like, you know, in a sport with, with a salary cap like basketball, bird rights are so exploitable if you have people in the front office who know what they're doing with scouting. And for the first time, now that we have that, we can let Dolan just cut checks. And for God's sake, the guy built the freaking LED ball in the middle of Las Vegas, dude. Like, <laughs> the guy was printing money. It's printing <laughs> money. Dude, the guy will cut whatever check he needs to fucking get his name clear in the streets of New York, bro. Like, people have wanted him to sell for so long, and I'm not going to go further into that topic. But, like, you think he doesn't want he doesn't want to, like, have people like him, bro? That guy is a huge egomaniac. So, oh, hell yeah. So, like, he's going to cut whatever check Leon tells him to cut. Yeah. Yeah. When's Leon's statue getting built, man? That's what I'm Shit, wondering. build it right after now. The, after the parade. <laughs> it's going to be unveiled at the parade. How many yeah, statues exactly. are we building after, like, the first? It's, it's going to be all in the Canyon of Heroes. There's going to be a bunch of statues. Julius Leon. Troy Weaver. <laughs> Troy Weaver. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Mike, you and RJ get honorary statues. Yeah. 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 They got, like, little ones. Yeah, they got miniature ones. Them two and like Grimes doing a TikTok dance or something. <laughs> or getting Grimes mid a Corvette Corvette. <laughs> oh man. Um Boyan Bardanovich from Jordan Bob went six for six from three off the bench for the Knicks. That's the most threes made in a game without a miss by a Nick off the bench in franchise history. Well, that's kind of remarkable. I mean, when you think about the guys that we've had here that kind of go crazy off the bench, like I'm surprised I'm like Novak never did this before or something. Or like JR. Now nah, Jr. takes a lot of stupid shots, so like he had to miss a I couple mean, of them. What but there were games where he was though? hot, yeah. What he was hitting though, I know. But like, <laughs> it's still crazy I, for me. It's crazy that Novak has never, yeah, hit. yeah. Because like Novak's just a spot up guy, so like he would just be open all the time after like Melo or someone would drive, and then he'd be wide <laughs> open. So like, the fact that he didn't go six for six ever in a game from three off the bench is kind of wild. To bring it back, Sam, it does feel good to have just one of those patented corner white guys on the team again yeah the guy just chilling in the corner everyone drives in he's Spray. wide open Knocked i can't out. wait till he i can't wait till he has one of those games at msg like when the crowd really gets going yeah that's when it's gonna really feel like vintage like novak on the Knicks. yeah type of moments. Like, like against a rival or something too make it against boston yeah. on saturday oh, oh i hope so. oh, is that an msg i'm gonna check right now yeah know. it's at msg Oh yeah, we need a we need a, we need a vintage Bogdanovich. We need like a Bogdanovich like Fournier type game that he had. That would <laughs> be so nasty. That's what we need. That's what we need. That's the type of game we need on Saturday. Like seven, also, eight threes, thirty five points, our, and shit like that. Our like 
white corner specialist is so much better than every other white corner specialist. Like the Celtics have like Sam Hauser, the Bucks have like Pat Connaughton, the Cavaliers got like Sam Merrill. Oh, they have Sam Merrill, right? Yeah, they got yeah. like George Yang. Max Pacers, like eight like, of them though. Yeah, the yeah, Cavs, I, I forgot Struess too. Um, the Pacers have whoever the fuck I, that I don't care about. Doug McDermott um, now. Doug McDermott. Yeah, and then we just have like twenty point per game. Boyan Bogdanovich as our as our white corner spot up guy like like we're so overkill bro like what the hell and then you have Dante DiVincenzo too who's like yeah, almost yeah. a thirty point per game scorer randomly no the thing is DiVincenzo's vert is is too high to be to be in that discussion his vert yeah, is, is way too high in that discussion yeah he, he he's evolved past that. <laughs> he's like, involved. It's like it's like him and him and him and him and Brunson have become like Splash Brothers esque level of of the, um the graphic the Knicks admin put out with them today was fire. Yeah, that was a nice the, graphic. The fire and the ice. fire and ice one graphic yeah, was yeah. crazy. That's like one. Of, that's like one of the best ones this year. Yeah, I mean that's a Zach thing though. Very impressed. Yeah, I was gonna say to, to ask if he's. Notice any up in the Knicks social media game? That's like the one thing that Zach liked from the Knicks social media from like the whole year. He <laughs> hates everything that they've done. <laughs> it's so oh, funny. They'll post Jalen. They'll post Jalen walk into the locker room with a coffee mug there, and he's like, "This is fucking trash." Like, like, good. all right. Okay. He'd be like, he'd be like, why did they post this? What was the reason for this? <laughs> it's like. It's always so funny when he talks about um, whenever the Knicks media post whoever we're playing because it always switches it up. It'll be like New York versus oh yeah, Raptors he, he hates and like that. Knicks oh versus Philadelphia, <laughs> and he gets so mad at it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh it's my all gosh! Love. Shout out Zach. Yeah, shout out to Zach, man. Um, let's see. Jordan Bob also. This is the first time the Knicks have won two, multiple road games against the Sixers by ten plus points in the same season since ninety two ninety three. Wow, wow. I mean, yes. Sixers. I mean, even man, like there were years that were like we were like noticeably better than the Sixers, and we still weren't able to clear them by ten plus points in the same season. It's crazy. Always. Uh, oh my god! Don't even remind me about that game. <laughs> Um, let's see. We see um Ace Bouchard. He says Stiff suddenly a big analytics guy is weird, at least in terms of winning the possession game. He's hilarious. Um, He's so unserious. He likes analytics when they when they when they match what he likes. Dude, he's like, an agenda pusher. It's actually yes, insane. He is. It's actually insane. <laughs> well, I mean, he's also an egomaniac, so like of course he's yeah. an agenda pusher. Yeah. Um I mean, Actually, I'm not gonna say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, J.K. He says I agree. The reference was a joke. He says gotta like Thibs' adjustments though. Hopefully, yeah. he keeps them up. Yeah. Um, Tibbs gets a know. lot of credit for me today, man. Like, I, I thought he coached. He's doing what he can. Yeah, I thought Tibbs' seasonal report card for like you know his report card for the season like. What is it? B plus, A minus? I think a, a B plus at the least. Like you could probably argue up to an A minus. Yeah, I, I think B plus is really fair for him, and still interesting that they haven't extended him though. But you know, 
They're waiting. They're waiting to see what he does in the playoffs. And I don't, I don't blame, blame him good. either. I agree. Like, I agree. Show some. You have the roster for it. Like, you know, this, this is the smart thing to do. Don't extend the guy. Like, make him show you that, like, he's, like, make him coach for his life. Basically, <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> make him coach for his basketball life. Because, like. That's all he has. No, nah, what he showed, that's, though. That's literally all he has. That's all he has, man. Two years ago, I would have said, you might be right. If we ever let him go, he's getting a job right away. Oh yeah, unless he unless he decides to retire. Could you imagine though if he just retires if we let him go or don't resign him? He'll die. Like, he probably like, would he would he He'll go die. into like a media position or no? <laughs> no. Well, He's I mean, he did. He did. I think after the um, was it after the Timberwolves gig? Probably, yeah. I think after the Timberwolves gig, he was on the ESPN all the time. He was on like NBA Countdown and shit. Really. Yeah, I would actually uh, love to see Tibbs on television. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, you guys got to look it up. He was on NBA Countdown before. It's so wild. <laughs> no, I, I need Tibbs to become like a Hubie Brown type like fucking broadcaster and, ju- <laughs> and just like complain about defense in like game three of the first round. He never like used to call games or anything, but like he used to be like on the um, like the pregame. No, yeah, he was on like, like the halftime and shit and like the pregame and shit, right? That's what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. No, but I want him to be a broadcaster. I think that would be hilarious. That would be so funny if he was just <laughs> like, like, these guys are playing enough minutes. <laughs> if I was still coaching, these guys would play 40 plus. Yeah, it was in like, I think it was like in 2019, I want to say. Yeah, like he was the, he was on the show with like, um with um, Paul Pierce and Brian Windhorst and all them. Him and Pierce would have, that's probably peak media right there oh man but um yeah i don't know i mean like i don't know if he has like the doc rivers teflon-ness because like doc rivers is somehow able to like get a job no matter what doesn't matter what he says what he does but like every like it's like i don't know man i don't know how doc does it I don't know. Like, did, you, did y'all see all the quotes? All bag chaser, bro. Did y'all see all the quotes during um, All Star Week? All Star break, dude. The media Terry went on during All Star break was hilarious. I don't even know why they fired him. I don't know why he's they like. Do that. He asked the Bucks ownership. He's like, "Why are you guys doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you firing him and hiring me?" Oh, like, anybody who has like a worse All Star break than the Bucks, dude. Like, like there was no games. There was no games. You had your coach come out and say, "I don't know why they hired the, the fired the last guy. I don't know why they hired me." They, he just flat out said that. You had your best player say he doesn't watch basketball. You had Dame like they had a contest and start fucking tapping his wrist. All star, like bro, all star weekend, shooting, man. Yeah, like you're shooting thirty two percent from three this year. You fucking loser, like. Fucking be serious, dude. Get a job. I love they booed him when he was getting the MVP, though. That was so good. They wanted, they wanted, they wanted um Halliburton to get that shit. So that's the bad. one time I want anything for Halley. He kind of deserved to have the in his city. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind like the hometown person getting like yeah. the MVP, especially if and they play Damon, well. Damon just won it too, right? I don't know if he just won it. I know he, he was gonna have contest. Twice, like back to back. Yeah. 
I know he won he, the. I thought he won an All Star Game MVP recently. I don't think so. And well, I wouldn't have been mad if Halley won, but like then I saw his fucking after party bullshit, <laughs> where wait, he was wait, like, wait. "You, you didn't see that like, video? No. break or something, bro." He was in like like a great like tank top, and like I forgot what song it was. I think it was like some Drake song, and I was yeah, like, was. "This guy has no fucking aura, bro." Swag, no swag. <laughs> This guy is negative aura. No, hell no. Oh man. I mean, outside, man. It's so funny. We'll always find shit to hate on. (laughs) Oh man. Um, let's see. Um, other stats we got here: Jordan Bob. Yeah, I was hoping you would bring that one up. Wait, this one. Mm. Um, players with eighty plus three since January first: Steph Curry, Dante Divincenzo. That's it. Um. And it's funny because these two guys, because like Dante was talking on, um, I guess when Fred Katz brought up the Dante thing, he said that like Dante kind of watched Steph and yeah. took like his like angle shooting and stuff like that um, to why he's been so successful shooting with like guys are contesting him even more this year, like even off the catch, off the dribble and stuff like that. And he's still able to like hit shots at a ridiculous clip. Um and, and and you see it today, like you saw it today, like he was hitting like some t- tough shots. Guys are closing in on him. Guys are like right there. He's still hitting them. So like the type of shots that he's hitting now, like he's gonna get easier looks when Randall and OG are back in the lineup. So like you're you're just like, it's like good to see him hit these type of shots now because like you know like things are gonna get easier for him and all the other role players once we get like our our guys back for sure. Yeah. I mean, he is just shooting the absolute shit out of the ball. It's yeah. so – it's absurd. Um, like, he was a good three-point shooter in um, Milwaukee before he got hurt and in Sacramento when Golden State. But this is just a completely different animal. Like, I'll, I'm going to try and pull up the numbers in a second if I can find them. But he he's shooting 61% on – catch and shoot threes this year. Wow. And he's 40% from the corners. That's like actually absurd. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's 40% from the corners and 60 overall. Oh, sorry. I'm bugging. 61 effective field goal percentage. That's still crazy. Shooting is still crazy from three Uh, though. Yeah. That's that's wild. Yeah. (laughs) No, that would be fucking crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean, He's just fucking shooting the shit out of the ball this year. It's so much fun to watch him play off of Jalen. They have such crazy chemistry, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and and, and this, that, that, that Villanova connection. Yeah. Josh pulled, up, Josh pulled up wearing Archie's jersey today. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. That was, that was a good troll from Josh. W troll Josh after he got cut. <laughs> like, yeah, right. immediately following him, getting fucking traded. Um, let's go. let's go. They lost. Yes, sir. They did. They lost to Orlando, right? They had yeah. no spider tonight. I think too. I saw Paolo nope. going crazy. Yeah, they had no um no Mitchell, and they couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle business. Maybe the magic are legit. Paolo, the magic yeah. they had their 
Wow, Mo Paolo, what? What? What did he shoot tonight? Like awful, bro. Because because I saw. I think I saw the same things as you. I saw two highlights from Paolo. Did you see the mellow possession that he had? The which one? Where he went, he grabbed a board and then went coast to coast, and um, he did a couple yes. spin moves and then ended up foul yeah. one, then jumper. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh shit, he must be fucking snapping, and then he's four fifteen, twelve points and six boards. Like, okay, yeah. That happens every time I see highlights on my um, on my Twitter, and then I look at the box score and he's like six for twenty three. Like, how are you getting all star nods shooting like forty one percent from the field? No, that guy's better than Jalen Brunson though, so it's so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Jalen's never but the best player you, on the floor. You, you gotta like, you gotta love all the all the all the media people like kind of just like having to like. Um, run back their takes during the all-star break like they just had to like <laughs> give Jalen Brunson his props and stuff like that especially Kenny Smith like he just had no choice but to be like He's you a know loser man um he, he was brutal on all-star Saturday night by the way I mean yeah if if you guys want more people's feelings about it Miranda just wrote a really good piece about yes so Kenny definitely check out on Sabrina yes yeah um and th- I feel like those are just the tip of the iceberg for his awful Saturday night. Like people yeah. thought he was so bad. People thought that he was under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> like, you know how brutal you have to be announcing for people to be like, yo, this guy's just like drunk on air tonight. Like he was so yeah. bad. Yeah, that was awful. I don't know how much I feel like um, letting him have the spotlight though. There's way oh, better yeah. things to talk about than oh yeah yeah I'm about to move on to another comment um, Kenny Smith screw, screw Kenny Smith um but yeah um, Ace Bouchard he said in fairness to Spo oh, we're giving we're giving fairness to Spo. not fairness to Spo Miami only had precious for his rookie season maybe Spo just doesn't know ball <laughs> oh <laughs> can it maximize Bruce precious Hot take can't maximize precious <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't gonna, know. This, clip, this, this clip Caleb. is gonna come back to haunt, haunt us because he, he, like Caleb Martin is gonna shoot like fifty-seven million percent from three in the playoffs, or whatever it is, get, if they get there, and and, yeah. and and he's gonna average like twenty-five points in a series. This is gonna absolutely, absolutely ridiculous, so <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. What Spoelstra is able to get out of randoms, <laughs> dude. Gabe Vincent had his fucking insane playoff run and then just passed away. <laughs> he's like, he's like, like a ghost he on year? the Lakers. He's like a ghost on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, like and like even Kendrick Nunn during uh the COVID year. Kendrick, Nunn, like, Kendrick fucking, Nunn's not even in America in the finals, <laughs> and then just out of the league. Kendrick Nunn's not even in America anymore. The, the <laughs> common <laughs> theme, the common theme is they both went from the Heat straight to the Lakers, and then their careers are over. I mean, they say if, like, the Lakers let somebody go, like, it's for a reason. Like, you just don't pick up that player. Like, that's a lemon. The Heat, the Heat. The Heat let somebody. If the Heat let somebody go, like, they're they're lemons. Like, don't. Not Precious, though. Precious ain't no lemon. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Besides besides white Cornish specialist, Max Struce. (laughs) Yeah. Struce and Precious being the two they let go is funny. That are actually, like, still thriving and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 Um, I think this oh, yeah. is precious. Oh yeah, he said that in the the post game interview with um 
Breen and, 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 and Officer Wally. He says, that speaks to my versatility, being able to play multiple positions, not just offense, defensively, I guard one, two, three, four, five. I mean, yeah, we've, we've seen like he is able to, he has, he has, he has good feet. Um, he has quick hands. So he's able to stay in front of guys. And then even when they get past him, he's still kind of able to strip them. I forgot there's a possession today, but like someone had gotten by him, but he was able to like strip the ball away from them. Um, but, you know, that just, it just shows the versatility. And it, it, it's funny that, you know, Nick Nurse and, and, you know, Darko and, and, and Spo weren't able to get that's out of them. I mean, I don't even know if I included Darko in there. Darko seems like in, he's a coach in the NBA. I'll say he is that. one of the coaches. <laughs> he is one of the coaches in the NBA, yes. Um, but, yeah, it's like it's it's wild that all these coaches just couldn't figure out what to do with, with Precious to get this out of him on a consistent basis. And the Knicks with Tom Thibodeau has been able to, so – and shout out to Precious for, like we said earlier, for embracing it and, you know, just going full force with it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Saturday is 8.30. On primetime, right? That's yeah, a, that's why. Yeah, that's a letdown. That's one of, yeah. I don't, 8.30 start times are always. So I got I to gotta find a way to be occupied for like 12 hours during the day. What am I going to do? <laughs> Um, strictly NFL shit. <laughs> yeah. Either that, or unfortunately, tune into college basketball and try to bear that down for half. Oh, that's time. not healthy. <laughs> oh, if you're a baseball fan, I think the Yankees have a spring training game on Saturday, or the Mets. If you're a Mets yeah, fan, dude, yeah, I was gonna say dude, he's a Mets fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kodai Senga. Yikes, dude, it's over. Man, I saw I saw that tweet about their pitching their pitchers this year. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Sevy, <laughs> this fucking shell of the only, the only guy I, I recognize like the shell of Severino. I'm so sorry. I'm not. <laughs> man, watching Sevy in those last couple of years here, it was brutal. I was very sad, man. So like seeing him go over to Queens, I'm just like, God bless. <laughs> No, no baseball talk. Woo, Yankees. No, no baseball talk. Please. Oh man. Um. Let's see. The plus minus uh, set is interesting. Yes, Jordan Bobby brings up NBA most games with a plus minus of plus twenty or better this year. Wow. Derek White, who everyone should have thought, everyone thought should have been an All Star. All Star. Uh, Eleven. Jason Tatum. Eleven. James Harden. Oh, James Harden. Wow. The Clippers um, have been crazy since they got him. Yeah, but I I still don't believe in them. Weirdly enough, like I, I feel either. like they're still gonna flame out in the playoffs. Like either him or it's gonna be him, Paul George. Someone's gonna be the downfall. It won't be Kawhi unless he gets hurt. That's all I know. Yeah, he's too consistent in the playoffs. He's just he's just that guy, like a like a yeah. Jalen Brunson type. You know. Yep. They don't make they don't they don't make them all like Jalen Brunson, but there are a few <laughs> there are a few of that ilk in the in the league. Uh, and eleven, Jalen Brunson. So Jalen Brunson, one of the the few guys in the league with with um, games of plus twenty or better this year. Um, I will say, um, I think that could be taken out of context or like skewed by us just smacking a lot of bad teams. But there have been nights like tonight where, no, well, maybe not tonight's. Tonight's maybe not a great example, but there have been nights like Indy a couple weeks ago where he just absolutely takes over games and just like wills us to wins. Um, and I mean, even today, well, first I want to talk about the fucking disgusting move. He had the fake swing step into splitting 
Buddy and I think it was Tobias for the and one. That was gross. Um, that not only that, in my bag, bro. That one is going in my bag. I'm going to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking nasty, man. Um, and even the play where I think he missed. It was either a fadeaway or a floater on the other end, and the Sixers had a four on three, and he got back and stripped Lowry of the ball and then ran the fast break with Deuce for the dunk. That was a massive turning point in the game. I think we were only up like 12 at that point, and then they would have had a chance to cut it to 10 or 9, and then he gets that steal, and we're back up 14, and they call a timeout. I know, it's gonna, I know it sounds corny, but that's just a winning play. And I don't know how many guys in the league you can look at and be like, he'll make us plays not just scoring the ball, but he'll make winning plays when we need him to. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Um, that was a great read, too. Like, granted, it probably was his rotation regardless, but you know, still, still a moment where you're kind of in scramble mode as a defense. Um, good hands on to not only make the steal, but to keep that ball in bounds, too. Yeah, he had like a little fucking behind the back yeah. or some shit to keep it in bounds. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad Deuce is the one who got that yam, too, because he, he deserved it. He deserved yeah. that. Uh, the reason that Luca and I just laughed is because this comment came up. Tobias <laughs> had a special <laughs> night. He was the worst player in the state. He was fucking invisible tonight. He was dude. trash, bro. He was so bad. I saw a tweet from like Sixers fans. They were like, yo, Tobias plays like this, and like the Sixers reporters won't say anything to him. Like they are so someone someone said they are so they're like cowards. <laughs> What's his subject? It gross. I mean <laughs> on atrocity, yeah. Yeah. Well, Troy, Troy Weaver wanted to trade for it, so you know that just tells you. All Troy Weaver also wanted to trade for fucking Zach Levine. <laughs> I really know if we can. He is an impending free agent. He's he's on a five one twenty eight. God bless him, and it expires this year, up, man. At least he's set up, dude. How much? How much? They've been paying him for fucking his... years, dude. They've been paying him for fucking forever. So Has he ever been an all-star? He on that contract. Dude, this guy's made a quarter of a billion dollars. I can't believe Tobias Harris has made a quarter of a billion dollars. I, just, I mean, that's yeah, he I mean. went – he started on Detroit, right? And then he bounced yeah. to – Was it Detroit or the Magic? Oh, the Magic. I think he was on Detroit No, it was too, the Bucks. It says the Bucks here. He was on the Bucks, Magic, Bucks, Magic Detroit. Detroit. And then he got traded to the Clippers, I think. The Clippers. And yeah. that's what yes. made him his money. Because he averaged like 22 or something for them. Yep. God bless him. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But then he, he, what actually made him his money is he was on the Clippers. He got traded mid-year to the Sixers. To buy his name over me? And then they had uh, Jimmy oh, Butler and them. And then they lost Jimmy Butler, so they had no choice but to keep the yeah. Harris because they were like, we can't lose yeah. both of these guys that we traded half our roster for. To buy his Harris over me? <laughs> He was rightfully upset about it too, because like look at where Jimmy's done since he left, and like he could have been doing that with Philly. And I know Philly's probably Philly fans are probably kicking themselves over that. Um, He's outperformed like the entire Philly roster playoff wise <laughs> since yeah. he left. Yes, two yeah. finals, and they've been to like one ECF. Have they even? And the Sixers haven't done what? Have they even been to the? 
conference yeah, finals? Yeah, didn't they go to the conference? No, 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 no. They went to the semis. They haven't. Finals. Yeah. Not my MVP. Yeah, uh, the Nets Twitter is having a meltdown over this loss to the Raptors. <laughs> yeah. Nets Twitter as a collective or like the admin? Because the admin uh, would be pretty funny. No, no, no. It, it's a big account on Nets Twitter. I'm not going to name names. But. Oh, is it like I, oh, I will scroll and no, I will scroll and 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 find. Or it. I could just like I have my ways. I'll figure it out. It's it's. Or I'm it's I'm, I'm 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 blocked by this account. No way, you're blocked. Are you? I'm blocked by a lot of accounts. Surprisingly, <laughs> you piss a lot of people off on Twitter. You and Schwinn, man. I. I I can't say I'm surprised, but like some people are just like really, <laughs> they're really soft skinned. Yep. Yeah. Thin skinned. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, I try and do my share of not pissing people off on Twitter. You know, I try to make my mark, you know, any way you I can. You definitely do make your mark. I can say that. <laughs> and yeah, keep, keep putting the parlays out there, Sam. Hey, man. Oh, you didn't even tell Khan yet, huh? No, I didn't. I'll, I'll save it for after the stream. Let's, oh, man. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll, we'll be done very soon anyways, too. Um, but, yeah. Uh, well, this Warriors game is competitive. I might put something live because they finally opened up live betting. Finally. Ooh, we're back. Nope. Actually, they closed it again. Oh, we're not back. No, wait. Let me see. Yeah, I feel... No, it's open again. Yeah, it's open. It would be sick if there was more to talk about in this game. Um. And I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, and I appreciate everyone who's stayed here with us. Um, but it's just like ref show. Jalen didn't shoot well. Yeah, Bogey was fucking elite. We we'll have more game. to talk about after probably the Celtics game. Even yeah. though we'll have the, I mean, I think, I hope that we'll be very competitive with them. It's going to be very hard to keep up with them because like they are the top team in the East, and we're missing a lot of our key guys. Um. That game is on Saturday on primetime. Um, so, you know, probably get to Doris Burke special, which, you know, we all. Oh, my God. Appreciate. I fucking forgot about that. Uh, it's going to be her and Breen, and Breen's going to be copping the whole time. And just going to be Doris fucking. Yeah. Just talking about Tatum the whole time. And oh, his yeah. Back tattoo and, his, yeah. and his armband. <laughs> like, arm band. Uh, and probably his son. <laughs> yep, and probably they're gonna show his son. Oh my god, he's so cute. They're gonna <sighs> talk more about Deuce Tatum than Deuce McBride. It's gonna fucking <laughs> out of you. Well, no, you remember what you call it. Um, she said that it, um, Doris Brooks said that Dibs loves Deuce. Oh, loves him. Yeah, Deuce Tatum loves him. Deuce, Deuce, Deuce. <laughs> oh no, um, that's fucking hilarious. No, no, Tibbs is a great uncle to Deuce Tatum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, yep. she said that. She said that. Like, does she really think that we 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 believe that she asked Tibbs? Like, how does she? How does he feel about Deuce McBride? Like, that's what you spent your time asking him in like Bro. the pregame meeting, Doris Burke. I'm sure he would. Doris Burke lie. didn't know who Deuce McBride was until he checked into the game. Like, she needs to fucking cut the act. Like, it's okay. like, like, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm looking forward to that game and just seeing how we match up. Um, yeah, I know this I'm Celtics really... at full strength. I wonder if they're gonna play their new acquisitions because they didn't play their new acquisitions today. Who the hell did they even trade for? They got um Jaden Springer, 
Um, and oh, Xavier and they traded Tillman. for um, Xavier Tillman. Yes, Xavier Tillman. So, like, Celtics fans, I think, were at least anticipating that those those two would take maybe Pritchard and Cornette's minutes because they feel like those two could be upgrades from them, at least defensively. Please um, do, because I feel like fucking at least one of them always kills us. Oh, Peyton Either Pritchard or – well, Cornette, not really. But when Pritchard plays, he has, like, 15. He's annoying, 10 to 15. I don't Cornette could be like, only annoying from the standpoint of, like – just being an annoying tall guy in the paint. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish we had OG. Yeah, Nick's legend, Luke Cornett. Yeah. Who I knew really, that he would stick in the league this long when he was with us? So wild. I totally thought he'd be out of the league. After. Like, he's, like, probably, like, the one guy from, like, those teams, like the Noah Vonley year or whatever and that other year. That Justice for, stuck only, that stuck Justice around. for Iggy Braz, man. <laughs> Iggy Braz Vegas? <laughs> Yeah, Iggy Brazdakis. The OG lefty sniper. Dude, I was Where just in the craziest way on fucking Iggy Bro, we all, we, we all were, bro. We all were. We were all just looking for, like, glimmers of hope. We were in hell. We were. Dude, the guy had, like, like, an 18-point summer league game. I was like, oh, what a pick. I was like, oh, geez, <laughs> what, a <laughs> what a selection. We're so packed. <laughs> Oh man, the dark. He and RJ were supposed to be the lefties of the future, man. Oh man, the two Canadians. Or like, what? Wait, one was one of them like Lithuanian or something like that? I don't know. Yes, yes. yeah. Well, Maybe one of them would be probably the the white guy. Yeah, probably, probably not RJ Barrett. If I had to guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. I mean, Boston game is on Saturday. Yep. Um. It's going to be interesting to see how we match up with them. Um, Josh Hart is probably going to play a ton because he's probably going to be matched up on Tatum a bunch. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, probably another Tatum. I, that's actually interesting, a matchup that I would actually like to see. Um, just from the fact of like... Um, like matching up on the perimeter matching up in the post i just want to see like how that looks um yeah because precious has done well i think for what we've been asking him to do and i i think that he could handle just a little bit more as well um but yeah, yeah it's gonna be yeah what do you guys think about um at least matchups defensively because we know josh is gonna play a bunch um yeah. but yeah i'm honestly on tape yeah, that would be that's probably the best matchup. I just wonder how much iHeart plays because I think he only played like 13 minutes tonight. Um, and that feels like a game where if Tibbs is gonna have to play him light some nights and heavy others, that feels like a game he plays him a lot of minutes. Cause either to get out on Porzingis or just get on the boards, because that team is very annoying. Um on the boards, at least at least their starting lineup is. If I had to guess, it'll probably be like Brunson on Drew, Dante on uh, Derek White, probably Josh on Jalen Brown, Ihar on Porzingis, and Precious on Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to No, we don't match up particularly well with them. Because, like, I mean, people forget Julius usually guards Tatum or Jalen Brown. And he yes. usually guards them pretty effectively. 
I, I want I want that Boston game to be like the thirty five minute bogey game. That's that's what yeah. I need. The, um, the thirty five minute what? Bogdanovich game. Like I, I need him. Mm. I need I need him to just trust Bogey that night because we're gonna need Bogey to to get buckets that night. Yeah, their bench isn't like anything crazy. Um, he should be able to bully like a majority of the guys they put on him defensively. And I think also we might just need him for the size out there, because size all shooting all that. Yeah, we're gonna need space to beat Boston. Yeah, yeah. Well, the way those guys hunt threes, like I went to that Celtics Nets blowout game, um, and the way that like, bro, if if we're not getting enough three pointers, like we're just not gonna win. Even if we play better, we're like if they're hitting shots, we're not gonna win. Yeah. Um. So he need he needs to just be out there for. Minimum like twenty eight minutes, honestly. How many um, points? I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even hate like. And this isn't gonna happen because of who Tibbs is, and that's fine. Like I tweeted today, how I, I, am like cool with Tibbs, and like I couldn't picture anybody else coaching the Knicks, but like, I could see Saturday being a pretty big coaching loss, not because Josh Hart sucks or anything, but like Josh Hart is probably not gonna give us. He's not gonna make enough of a difference on Tatum probably to to supplement the lack of shooting and it's, that's going to be yeah. what it is. It sucks that we're like already ready for tips to just not go with the, um, the best matchups defensively. Like we know he's going to put heart on Tatum and Tatum is just going to fucking shoot over him. Yeah. Like I love heart. And for all of his strengths, the dude is just not big enough to be guarding the Jason Tatum's of the world. And I don't like, not a knock to Josh Hart. I don't think he's good enough of a defender to be the guy to guard Tatum. Well, you know, Tibbs is going to trust him the most because he has he has the size at least, um, and I don't, reputation. I, just, I don't don't think he has the size either, though. Because Tatum's what six ten. Josh, the is like, way you probably have to like attack them is, I would I would put out. Um, Josh Hart on Derek White, and then I'd have Precious on Tatum. And then, like, I'll fill in the blanks from there. I mean, I don't know if you go... Dante on Jalen Brown? Like, if if Jalen Brown is going to drop 45 and beat us, so be it. Yeah, like, I, yeah I'm I think I think Derek White is a bigger factor in stopping the Celtics than Jalen Brown is, honestly. I think he... Should probably be their number two option, or three, or whatever Jalen Brown is right now. Like I think they're trying to. I don't know. I'm just. I've never been super high on Jalen Brown. And to your point, Con, I think we can live. And I think I do think Dante's a good enough defender to defend somebody like Jalen Brown, because the way he plays, he loves taking jump shots, and yeah. Dante's a very annoying defender. Like he won't let you get to your spot. He'll keep knocking the ball away. Um, he won't let you get position. Dante's hands are, are also really good against somebody who just doesn't know how to dribble like Jalen Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, that could be like one of those games where the Jalen Brown left hand memes start popping up. It's like a sure. fucking four five, six turnover game. Cause he just keeps yeah, getting hopefully. picked. Hopefully. And I mean, I do think like the the handles jokes are a bit overblown, but 
he definitely doesn't have like a crazy tight handle or anything to your point that's a, that's the type of guy Dante would be able to take advantage of in that sense yeah I, I also just feel like we're not gonna be able to take much away from this matchup just because we're gonna be missing OG and Randall and like those are like two huge pieces and and and, and I guess now we can start talking about um their comments um it looks like Randall has not all the way ruled out surgery which could be a little concerning maybe it's not till the end of the year but like he still said he's like weighing all his options he's still you know seeing how he progresses and whatnot um og had said that he is just following doctor's orders he expects to be back this year so that is still encouraging but um you know just hoping that both those guys are able to come back at least before postseason so that way they can just have that time to ramp up um because we don't want them just jumping straight into playoff action and expecting them to perform right there and then um so you know yeah there's that i mean i think julius is just a fucking psychopath so he'll probably he'll probably and i mean that in uh the most respectful way possible the dude just loves playing basketball and i do believe him when he says he'll do absolutely anything he can do to get back on the court as soon as possible and if that Mm -hmm. means sitting out one out of every three games or not starting a couple of games for maintenance, so be it. He's way too important to this team. And I do think the surgery thing is, like the wording of it is scary because whenever you hear somebody not rule out surgery, you immediately think that they'll need it at some point Mm -hmm. during the season. But it could totally just be a thing. Like just hope that he doesn't have any um, flare-ups or anything with the shoulder and it's just a maintenance thing, and he can just ride it out until the end of the year, kind of like he did with the ankle. Although, I hope for better um, performance, or I hope he can perform better with the injured shoulder than the injured ankle. Yeah, I mean, with the injured shoulder, it's I feel like it's a lot more because like he he's not really that much of a jump shooter this year, so it's just not that much of a concern. But it's still something that's a concern just because of the play style that he plays. He's very physical. He's very, especially this year. He's like really down on the block. He's he's using those shoulders a lot. He's like you know, he's he's getting to the rim. So like he's that much more of a physical player this year. So you know, just seeing how he deals with that. Can we hit this before we get out of here? Yes. Oh man. Um, between what, him what getting... is what is a run that down if we don't shit on Jordan Poole? <laughs> What's the run that down if you don't just shit on any basketball player? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, Poole getting benched. I mean, I don't know. Are the Wizards, like, trying to get serious about winning at the end of the year when they're, like, supposed to be <laughs> losing? Like, is this what – like, if they want to be serious about winning, they should have benched him a long time ago. Um, but, like, him getting benched tonight and then what you call it, Josh Giddy also getting benched halfway through the OKC game. That, Giddy like, sucks. Giddy is awful, like for many reasons. But yeah, I was gonna say one, not one of them being basketball. Not just um, basketball. Yes, but like, I mean, it just shows you know some teams are just trying to get a little bit more serious about this basketball thing, and the Wizards are like, hey, we're nine and forty six, but we're still trying <laughs> to show that you need to play a certain way to start in the in, in the NBA, and Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole hasn't been meeting that standard for the whole year, but. The fact that they're doing it right after All-Star break is like, yikes. 
I mean, Prez, um, I think he said he was saying how he was at the game that <laughs> Jordan Poole didn't make a shot and was getting booed. And it's like going – I mean, I kind of do feel for him like as a human, going from averaging 17 in the finals and winning a chip to the worst <laughs> – one of the worst players in the NBA on like the third worst team in the NBA uh, is a far fall from grace. But he also just sucks at basketball. So I don't know how bad I can really feel for him. Jordan Poole is another like DeAndre Ayton type contract situation, but even worse, obviously. I don't know how uh sorry to cut you off real quick. I don't know how the hell they managed to get Chris Paul from Jordan Poole's contract. Dude, Jordan Poole is in the first year of a four year $130 million contract. He's what people thought the RJ contract actually is. Yeah, because I mean RJ's still giving you positive value in Toronto for what it's worth. Like they still utilize him in a way that's conducive to him being productive for them on the basketball court. Jordan Poole is just garbage. A literal blob of shit playing basketball. <laughs> Even that might be giving him a little too much credit. Yeah, but I don't know. He's just really bad. Like it's like a brutal fall from grace. It's so impressive. I, it it is really impressive how bad he is. He's shooting fifty-one true shooting, which is twelfth percentile in the NBA. Uh forty-six point nine percent effective field goal percentage, eighth percentile in the NBA in the NBA. He's shooting thirty percent from three, which is twelfth percentile in the NBA. And thirty-five percent from mid-range, which is fifteenth percentile. Just so bad. He's getting and he's getting paid so much money to do that. So bad. So bad. Like if they wanted someone to do that for that much money, they could have hired me. <laughs> like I could do that. Yeah. I wouldn't complain if they gave me mo- if they gave me fucking what is it, 25 mil a year to throw up stinkers. I think yeah, it's a I think it's 32 actually. Uh, even better. Sus. Like he gets to go play fucking rec basketball for 25 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game and he gets paid 32 million dollars a year. Yeah, and then the guy makes like five shots, and they post those edits of like him walking <laughs> past like the girls and like the courtside seats and shit. Like he's scaring the girls now at this point. <laughs> yeah. with the way he's You're scaring basketball. the hoes, man. Yeah, he's scaring them with the way he's playing basketball lately. It's just like, geesh. Um, but yeah, he's he's bad. I don't I don't know why they waited this long to bench him. Um, it does nothing for his confidence, at least heading into the next year. Like. And his trade value is all the way down in the gutter. Like, I don't know what they do with him. I don't know what that team is building towards. Um, but hey, it's not my basketball team. So I was gonna say to just tie it back to tie it back. Um, thank it's God it's not the Knicks, and thank God Leon Rose has this franchise under control finally because he's done miracles on me. This this could have been us in some alternate twisted universe. Yeah. But it's not. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Shout um. Out. Shout out God. Yeah. That ass. All right. I think we're gonna end things here. Um. That's good. Shout out to everyone that's been rocking with us. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. Make sure you guys check out all the links in the description. Mm-hmm. We got links to the site. Make sure you guys check out the site. We got some new 
articles out today. Shout out to Vivek and Zach. They wrote something about the All-Star Weekend, how to revitalize it. We also got the words by Miranda about Sabrina Inescu's remarkable three-point shooting and the terrible words by Kenny Smith. We got lots of other stuff, Knicks-related, NBA-related, WNBA-related. We got all that stuff on the site. Make sure you guys check out the site. We got links to the merch, Patreon. Make sure you guys are getting linked up to that Patreon. Make sure you guys are getting into the Discord um a lot of great stuff going on in there as well and make sure you guys are following us on twitter uh, <clears throat> and instagram and yep. instagram yes thank you for reminding me one k on instagram we are hey. close to one k so yeah we're so gonna give away <laughs> a sick instagram post for a thousand followers <laughs> you so make sure you guys are following us on instagram and twitter at the strickland um We'll be back on Saturday after the primetime matchup versus the Boston Celtics. Hopefully the Knicks can surprise us all and get a win. Um, That would be great. Um, You know. Yeah, so make sure you guys are there. And we will catch you guys on Saturday. Enjoy your Friday, friends. Peace. Peace.